If you like this show, remember you can hear it here on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, really any app you use to listen to podcasts. Subscribe and get a new episode every week. If you want to get in touch, you can leave me a voice message. Welcome everyone to our Dear Mama edition. We wanted to celebrate mothers, single mothers and businesswomen alike. We just happen to have phenomenal single mothers who are businesswomen. We thought that would be a great way to put it in. Now, as always, I don't like stealing my guest thunder, so I'm going to introduce Candice, or would you prefer Candy, as my assistant likes to call you. <laughs> uh, you could call me Candice or Candy. I have people call me both. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll, we'll keep it a Candice, and we'll allow him to keep that. Okay. <laughs> Only Candace. special someone could call that, yes. Please tell my audience who you are, where you are, and what you do. Um, so I'm Candace. I have a podcast called Candace Uncensor, where I have no filter. I just talk about whatever. Anyway, um, I am in Illinois. A uh, little bit about myself. I came to United States in 1996 at age of 18. I didn't speak any English, which you probably could tell right now. You could tell my accent. I'm not a native speaker. Um, after I came into this country, I learned to speak the language. I learned the language, got my bachelor's degree in education, got my master's degree in education leadership, became an assistant principal for Ch- Chicago Public High School, then um, make my six-figure income and all of that nonsense. But my kids was not happy. My daughter cried every single day. So after two years of being an AP, I decided I want to work for myself. So I walk away from my six-figure income since 2014, and I have been working for myself. Of course, I had to struggle like every single entrepreneur. I was broke. I was struggle. I almost lost my house because I have no paycheck coming in to pay for my mortgage. But I was able to manage to turn my life around in less than a year by learning how to market myself properly online as a affiliate marketer. And I start coaching moms all over the world how to build a business, how to marry their passion with their business so that they will never be broke again and they don't hate the business. So that's a little bit about me. I have been called a tiger mom because I am a tiger mom. I have two kids. I raised my kids. They all they could only get straight A in my household. I have been called the action coach because I only teach people how to take action. A lot of people spend a lot, a lot of money on courses and coaching, but they never take action. They got into more debt than making money. So I teach them how to take action and start making money. So that's a little bit about me. Um, I have recently added real estate into my portfolio. I love um, speaking and motivating people. So I told my producer, my best friends, that let's do a podcast so that I could start sharing what I do with people everyday life. So that's about a bit about me. Like I said, I'm a, nat- I'm, I'm a natural born rebellion. I mean, I just do things my way. It has always been like that. My mom, even when I was little, my mom always said I'm the crazy one among our four siblings. Okay. Okay. When did you know that you were ready for kids? Uh, <laughs> I am a, I used to, I'm still 
still am, but not as bad. I am a control freak. I plan everything. I used to plan everything. So I got married and then I planned it. I'm, we're going to have kids. We're gonna, before I even get married, I already know I'm going to have two kids. After we get married, I told my ex-husband, we're going to have kids in five years. And guess what? I had my first kids in five years. It, I, it wow. was planned. I had the whole plan. I wanted to have my kids at a certain time and it happened. But my second kids, I tried to plan. It didn't, it didn't happen according to plan because I want to have, actually, I want to have just one pregnancy and get it done, get it over with so I can have twin. It didn't happen. And as soon as I have first one, I'm like, okay, let's work on the second one so I can get it done, get it over with. Because having kids for me, it was, a, like I say, I grew up in a traditional setting, have getting married, having kids. It was like, it was my duty. So I just want to get those duty out. I was always the walkaholic in the family. I work. I mean, I, when I had my daughter, she was two years old. I had a full-time teaching job and I went to school to get my master degree full-time. I got my master degree in less than, a, less than two years because I was like, I want to get it done. You know, wow. so I, thank you. I, I, I'm that type of person. I mean, I plan, I want things happen. My son was the only thing that I know I was not planned properly. It just happened. He, he just happened. I basically like, after we tried for a few years, we didn't have kids. And I told my ex-husband, I was like, you know what? Forget it. We have everything we need. I have the six figure income job. I have, we, we, the kids are growing up and she's already independent. We could travel and do whatever we want. And I lost all of my baby weight and bam, I got, I got pregnant. And I was so pissed when I got pregnant with my son, when I found out. But my son had been a blessing for me since he was born. He taught me to slow down and be grateful and enjoy every single minute of the life. What was your relationship like with your parents? Um, great. Are we well? I'm the rebellion one in the family. I mean, my parents. We don't kill each other. We 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 stay very close. I take care of my parents because my parents do not speak English. So I take my parents to go to doctor and everything. Um, being a Asian divorcee in the Asian culture, I can, I am actually like a black sheep in the family, but. It is what it is. My, you know, like I say, my parents love me. I love them. Uh, we don't talk every day, but I'm there when they need me. I, I, I rush to go to see my dad when he got a, he called me, say that he's in the ER, and my parents call me, check on me to see if I'm okay. Wow, that's pretty powerful. Let's switch gears a little bit. Tell me about your best family vacation. Uh, the best family vacation. Um, it was last year. Um, it's nothing fancy. We, we talk, we, we go on vacation all the time. It was last year in the summer. Um, I normally in the summer, I volunteer and teach in the college, some summer camp and stuff like that. And uh, my daughter, it was Sunday. My daughter said, mom, are you teaching tomorrow? And are you teaching next week in the college? I said, no, actually, I don't have class. She said, I want to go on a vacation. And I said, okay. She asked me at four o'clock by six o'clock, I booked a resort 
And Monday morning, we get up, we, we drove to Wisconsin, which is only two, three hours away. And we stayed there because we got there like in the middle of the day, we had the whole entire water park to ourselves. And I get to, and I turn my phone off. I literally get to spend time with my kids. It was the first time ever that I feel like I'm on vacation and I'm enjoying vacation. If your parents, you will know what I mean. When you go on vacation with little kids, especially in the water park, you are chasing those kids around <laughs> because there's so many people, yeah, yeah. so many people around. And if, especially if they're young, you, wherever they go, you want to go to protect them. But because I, I went in the middle of the week where there's nobody, everybody's at work, and we had the whole water park to ourselves. So I could sit in the hot tub and join myself and watch my daughter and my son. They went on the water slide together and watched the, your, your kids play together. It's the best thing because the sibling love is just there. You, you just love it. So I'm able to actually really enjoy watching my kids having fun instead of chasing my kids and being tired. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's nothing, nothing fancy. It's just the quality time. That is definitely a hashtag. No perfect parents. No perfect parents. Yep. We got to pay the bill, so we'll be right back. And we're back. We're talking to Candace, who's given us a strong insight on what it's like to be a single business mom. So um, let me let me let me get real deep with you. Okay. You ready? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know. Here you go. Dig your heels, dig your heels into this. All right. Part. When you were your oldest child's age, what was the most important thing in life to you? Oh my God. When I was my oldest child's age, which is she's 13 right now, I remember back when I was 13, uh, the most important thing for me then was, does people like me? Like I was seeking approval to see if anybody else liked me. That was my biggest, biggest concern. And well, in fact, you know what? And, and you know what? It's so funny. I'm watching my daughter and I'm seeing that unfold in front of me. Like, like I see myself. I could see her. Um, because you're in the age that you want to fit in. Um, I took a family photo. I had a family photo done a couple, uh, couple years ago. No, it was last year. It was a picture of three of us. And we all have smile. And I look at that picture. I'm, and I was telling uh, to one of my best friends, I say, look at my son. His smile was so innocent. Like, I don't care. I'm just so adorable. Like me, don't like me, I don't care. He just have that very natural smile. And where I, my smile was like, I know I got it. I don't care if you like me. I have self-confidence. I know I got it. When my daughter's smile was very reserved, 
is that well, should I smile? Should I not? I think at this stage, like at my daughter's stage, even though as much as I I talk to her, that you know, self confident is not that I know it all. The self confident is that I know I got it. I could hold I could hold my head high, and I don't care if I walk into the room if anybody like me. But truly, at her age, it is very important that she because it's the、uh, the peer pressure. Well, my my classmate do this, and my you know my friend does this, and everybody want to be fit in, you know, because they're at the age where everybody wants to be like. Not she's not so much want to be popular, but just want to be fit fitting in. Like my daughter right now. She she has been playing violin for the since she's five, right? So she's been playing for years. She's actually in an orchestra, and in the, the director of orchestra told me that she could actually be the lead in the orchestra this year, but she decided not to because she's very reserved. She's afraid. She wants people to like her, but she's also afraid that she's over the top. That people would think she's too much, and I and that was me when she when the when the when the lady told me that, and I told my ex husband, I was like, "Your daughter did not want to be this in this position because she does not want to be the center of attention." And my ex husband said, "What are you gonna do?" Because I am the tiger mom, so my ex husband said, "What are you gonna do? You gonna talk to her? You gonna yell at her?" I said, "No, I knew." I was that person. I did not want to be the center of attention. I just want to blend in. Because blending in is so easy for people not to notice when you're doing something wrong. Because everybody fit in. Just do every. Just do every. If if I I blend in and I fit in, everybody make the same mistake. I won't stand out. And I think that's what the the, the, the biggest thing is, is to fit in. That was me. Okay. I know how it is when it comes to fathers, but tell me about your very first year of motherhood. What was that like for you? Be being a what now? Tell me about the very first year of motherhood for you. What was that like? Oh my god! It was no sleep. <laughs> I mean, no sleep—not just me, but no sleep for my ex-husband too. I mean, after two weeks, we have this newborn coming home. I mean, we never taught. We would never taught how to care for. A new baby. I mean, I come home with a new baby, and we don't know what to do. She cries all the time. She wants to eat all the time, pee and poop every single minutes of the freaking life. And my my ex husband is like so upset, and I'm like I've got so upset. I remember telling him like, you know what? Screw you. I don't know how to have. I don't know how to pop out a two years old for you. So we just have to deal with it. It was a struggle. It was a struggle. I don't remember I ever sleep. Baby, I told my daughter she's thirteen years old now. I say I have not yet have a straight eight hour sleep since fourteen years ago. <laughs> every single wow. night, every single night when they breathe, they cough, I wake up and I'm a I'm a light sleeper. I I don't remember the last time I have. It was a lot of struggling being a parent, especially you never been in been with any baby before. I was the first one have kids in my family between my sibling, 
I did not know. I had no experience. Everything was just like okay. I had the book. I have to read, follow, and then you have. And I have my parents. My parents. My mom would say, "This is how we raise you." And then I'm like, "No, this is how the book teach me." And so, you don't know what's the best way to teach to to raise the kids, you know. And then, and then I have the mother-in-law say, "You should try this." So you have everybody coming and tell you how to raise your kids, and then you have your book and, and your Google. It, it's overwhelming. It's it's overwhelming, and then I remember uh, my ex husband, um, uh, a sister, came and told me and say, you know what? Once you have a second child, everything is will be different, because I was washing my daughter's outfit every single day because a little bit of pee on it. I'm like, okay, you need to take it off and change it. A little bit dribbling on it. No, take. And then my sister-in-law said, you know what? Once you have a second child, you're not gonna worry about that little little spit, little food on the clothes. You will be you 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 relax a little bit more. And true enough, when my son comes along, those little thing here and there is not it's not a big deal anymore. Because you want to be a wow. you want to be a perfect parent, but they truly. There's no way to be a perfect parent because you never expect anything. You cannot. It's unexpected. Things happen every single day. But um, growing up, what did you see, if anything, your parents do? You said, uh-uh, "I'm not doing that when I have a kid." Um, I, you know what? I grow up in a very traditional traditional setting. Um, was grow up, go to school, get a good grades, get a good job, and everything. I think the one of the biggest struggle for my parents, and it's been years now. Um, they're still struggling, but I think they kind of sort of make a piece. Is number one, I walk away from my six-figure income job. I mean, not just a six-figure income job, but just walk away from a job, try to be be my own boss, and working from home. Prior to this pandemic thing, working from home is unheard of for them. They just feel as I'm not even doing anything serious. So, but now because the pandemic, everybody pretty much being forced to work from home. Now they get to say, "Oh, look, she's been already doing it for so many years." That's number one. It was like you know, working for myself and working from home.、Um, they just didn't see that has any future. And also because of the divorce, it's just like something that it's not in the family. I'm the I'm the first and only one. Been divorced in my family, so yeah, that's a big、um, no no. Those are big no no. <laughs> so without even trying, you were a trailblazer long before. Yes, yes. <laughs> Um, if I would go back time twenty years from now, which is you know, I actually came to this country about twenty years ago. Ah,、uh, what I would tell myself, I first of all, I have no regret about anything happens in my life, but I wish I would actually take time and explore. A little bit more. What I mean by that is, twenty years ago, 
I was very much following the traditional path that family and generation had laid out of going to going to work, going going to school, get a grades, and get a job. And I had set my mind to do that. I did not explore anything. So I was very much concentrating going to school, get a degree, get a job, and look at my what I'm doing to myself right now. I wish I start doing a little bit more exploring on an early stage, just so that I, like I right now, I teach my kids. There's more than just being an employee. That entrepreneur, like I could be an entrepreneur, was never, never in my mind, because I was never exposed to that. I never explored that option as well. But if I'm not saying I, I'm not, I, I, I'm not saying I would probably jump into entrepreneurship back then. But if I would actually take time out. And explore. I probably know that I have more more option than just being an employee. I may or may not go on to be an entrepreneur, but at least I know the option. Like right now in my life, I have shown my kids that you don't have to go to college, but you do have to go to school and get be even if you don't college four year college is not for everybody. You could go to trade school. Like my daughter says, you know, I don't know if I want to go to college. I want to be an orchestra. I want to travel the world, and I want to be a photographer. That's fine. You just go to school and learn this and be good at it. You probably could get a degree if you want to, but you don't. I don't want her to set her mind that I have to get a job. I want her to be able to explore. But what my kids have been watching me, and and actually. I have been telling everybody, everyone that follows me, thousands of followers that follows me, knows that my kids are my business partner. A lot of people that follow me on Facebook, they watch my kids grow up because I stopped building my business when my son was three years old and he's five, eight years old now. So my kids seen that they have an option besides going to school, get a degree, go get a job. I wish. I was more open-minded and explore other option when I was, you know, 20 years ago, so that I could make a sound decision. Okay. You know, definitely, definitely. All right. So. so, if you want to reach out to me, you could visit my website on CandaceUncensored.com for my podcast. You could subscribe to it. We are on the iTunes, Spotify, Amazon. Um, any platform that you want to listen to, I'm on there. I also, if you want to learn how to grow your business online and want to get the freedom like I do, go to createfreedomwithcandice.com. That's where you could find my coaching program. And yep, yeah, that's it. Miss Candice, we want to say thank you for what you do for the world. Thank you for raising those beautiful children that will become productive citizens and leaders. Thank you for being a leader. And we officially here. Thank I you. I am a fan.
There are no words that can express how I feel. You never kept a secret, always stayed real. And I appreciate how you raised me and all the extra love that you gave me. I wish I could take the pain away. If you can make it through the night, there's a brighter day. Everything will be alright if you hold on. It's a struggle every day, gotta roll on. There's no way I can pay you back. But my plan is to show you that I understand. You all appreciate For my listeners who don't know the privilege of you, please tell them who you are, where you are, and what you do. Okay. Hey, everybody. I'm Kathy Howell. Um, I'm a life coach and a podcaster. I help women break limiting beliefs. I improve self-love and identify goals. And I'm in Toronto, Canada. Wow. Is it cold yet? No, it's good today. Oh, today? Yeah. But other than- <laughs> it's, yeah. it's getting there. <laughs> I, have, I avoid Canada like COVID, okay? I just, I don't, I'm an island kid. I don't do cold, sorry. Listen, Canada is very, it's a good place. I love it, but. Oh, I, I, I don't disperse my Canada listeners. Love you guys. I'm just not coming to visit y'all anytime soon. <laughs> So basically, um, as we've discussed before, you know, we, we just wanted to celebrate moms, you know, um, you're a single mom, is that correct? That's correct. And how many children? Only one. And age? He's eight. Okay. I have a okay. son. He's eight. Okay. Well, shout out to the eight-year-old son. I have one myself. I know how they are. So I'm going to pray for you. So, um, you know, like I said, um, we here at I Am A Fan, we just have a simple conversation. I just want to kind of pick your brain for those who don't understand what it's like to be a single working and productive mom, you know, not to say that other moms are not productive, let me not get that kind of hate mail. Okay. But, but at the same token, you're out there and you're doing more than the average mom. So let's take you back. Let's take you back to your beginning to your roots. What was your relationship like beyond parents? What was my relationship like beyond, sorry? With your own parents. Oh, I grew up in, with a family settings, I would say, not a single parent. So fast forward, becoming a single parent was very challenging for me because I am used to mom and dad. You know, I'm used to that whole energy, everything together, we're one kind of energy, right? So going backwards now, (laughs) when I was in that relationship before becoming a single mom, that is why I was putting up with a lot of things that didn't, like to me, it was okay because how I was raised was like families, everything and You know, you got to fight for it and you're building that foundation. But then there comes a point when you have to realize when something is no longer serving you and you have to put yourself first. So, yeah. So it was it it was a trend, I would say, an evolving stage for me 
<laughs> so. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry you went through that. Oh, that's fine. On behalf of, on behalf of my gender, we're sorry. When did you know you were ready for kids? Like I said before, so my pregnancy was, a, it's the first time I'm opening about it on air because I haven't spoke about it yet on my podcast. So I guess your listeners are pretty special right now. I don't tell mine. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so when I come over here, I'm going to shout it. <laughs> no. Okay. So the story was, um, I didn't know I was pregnant until... I was pretty close to having a child. So my pregnancy was not planned, if that makes sense. So That makes a lot of sense. And, and a lot of people are in that situation. Yeah. So in, in, in that situation now, I had, I had my, I would call it right now, like my pity party, because I no longer would say, oh, I was depressed and this, I would no longer say that. I said, in that moment, I had that time. And then it was just time for me to be a mom, like evolve. You got a kid right now. You can't be just sitting there and not doing what you're supposed to do. You know, your mom and your dad took care of you. And now you have a kid. So you got to do what you got to do. So growing through that stage, you know, that's just how it was. I learned a lot of lessons. Um, I also learned from other moms and my mom and my family were there too. My son's dad, his family too. It's not at that point. So. Please elaborate. Okay. So hard in a way that I'm a mom, like you, as I spoke about before, and running a business is also, it, it requires a lot from you. So I have to be, I would say, I have to use, my mind is always running. So I have to be looking out for myself, my business, and my kid. And it's just always running. And I have to create a team. So I also have to set time out, time for my son, because, you know, family comes first. So it, it's, it is challenging, and it can get overwhelming sometimes. But I have found a way, and I overcame that challenge. I was having that challenge, is create a routine so everything kind of falls into play not saying that some days it will still not go something life will throw you things as we all know so yeah so creating a routine and that's how i created that balance but before it was extremely hard and in during the pandemic when the pandemic hit oh my goodness it took me back to that place where i was all over the place because homeschooling recording at home and working from home it was extremely hard and we figured out a routine i recently changed the name we used to call it the pandemic routine <laughs> and um so my son will be he knows when i'm gonna record or we just have that timetable when it's movie time you know we have that routine in place so now it's kind of easy flowing so in case we go back in lockdown you know okay okay this is the routine that we're gonna go back on so we just do that right now. So the key thing for me, what helped me was creating a routine and being consistent with it. Okay, okay. Well, we gotta pay the bill, so we'll be back in one okay. moment. So we're talking to Miss Kathy, who is telling us that 
It's not always peaches and cream being a mom, let alone a single mom. But you're also a business lady. So what's it like being a working woman in today's world? Uh, uh, what's the word I should dis- use to describe that experience? You know what I'm going to go for? It's awesome. <laughs> and it's hard. I hear that often from moms, particularly single working moms, to say once you have the routine down and the kid knows what to expect, the things move a lot smoother. Yes. yes. And it's so funny. I wasn't okay. big in routines because I'm like the type of person who'd be like, okay, today I don't want to do that. I'm just not going to do it. But once you have a kid, you realize that, okay, routine plays a big, important key in this thing. Okay. Well, let, let, let's, let's take you out the house for a moment. Let's take you on your best family vacation. Tell us about that. My best family vacation? Mm-hmm. Like ever. Uh, huh. Was, it, was there so many you can't choose or did you not take one yet? There's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot, actually. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's focus on best vacation with your son. So you want the details? Sure. We love a good story here. Well, I'll say the best vacation with my son was when he, one of his his second birthday, um, we went to Jamaica and we had a party there. And it was pretty fun. We did a lot of things there. And even though you probably will never remember right now, but... I think that was the best one reason being because everybody was there all together because with my family, we're all over the place. So having that moment where everyone was all together and it's not a sad moment meant a lot to me. All right. All right. Well, who were some of your role models when you grew up? I mean, I know you spoke with your parents several times, but who was some of you, you have any other role models? Anyone you look up to now? When I was growing up? And um, now. Right now? Uh, let's see. It's okay. You can mention my name. I've told them that you <laughs> Say what? You can tell them it's me. I already told my listeners you're probably going to say so. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, it's not you. Well, I look up to a lot of, I, I would say Alicia Keys is one of them. I look up to her. Mm-hmm. Um, Oprah is one of my favorite. My mom. And, and then I'll have to go with um, Beyonce. Okay. Okay. Queen B, yeah. I get that. I get that. Queen B, if you're listening, you're always welcome. <laughs> so, oh, don't get me wrong, Alicia Keys, Oprah, you're no. all welcome. Alicia Keys is my favorite. Like, uh, we, I just relate to her in so many different ways. It's unbelievable. So, I would say, I would say Alicia Keys right. are number one. 
and then Oprah. I'm so sorry, Beyonce, and then Beyonce. <laughs> I think she's got a lot of followers. She's not that oh, okay. hurt about it. I mean, she's probably with you, but she's yeah. not hurt. You know what I mean? But we're going to make sure that she hears this someday so that she can go, I got to get number one. In her <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> Wouldn't it? Let's make that happen. Everybody, hashtag Beyonce and tell her we're talking about it. She seems to respond when people talk about her. So hopefully she'll hear this and respond to yep. us. Hey, you know, I look at it now and say, I take the lessons and I also look at the blessings. So no need to be sorry. I'm, 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 not, I'm okay with what I went through. <laughs> okay. Okay, you, you've grown from it. I like yeah, that. Yeah, it taught me a lot, you know. Well, let, you said you came from that setting and you didn't go that quite that route, although I'm sure it wasn't in your plan. Was there something your parents did when you were a kid that you swore you would not ever do yourself? Uh, as in general or? You know, like a habit or something, maybe a parent had you like, nope, not doing that to my kid. Yeah, for sure. Was I was raised, okay, this is another short story. So I was raised in, I would say, let me use a street term. I was raised in a closed environment. So I wasn't exposed to a lot of things. And okay. if I was exposed to a lot of things, I would avoid a lot of things because my curiosity got the best of me. So certain lessons I've learned because of my curiosity, I could have could have been avoided if I wasn't raised like so sheltered and oh the world is so nice. It's it's a beautiful bubble and people are not this way, you know? So that's how I was raised. So I just not that I'm saying I'm looking at everybody right now and they, oh you're so mean. No, you know, there's steps to that, but how I'm raising my son now is like, okay, if you touch that, you're going to get burned. I'm not going to shield him and say, don't touch it or not put it in, in his way for him to see that it's a fire. He will get burned kind of a thing. Um, you want to live by experience as opposed to being told. I like that. Not only experience as opposed to be told, but as in, you know, let me know what's out there even though they were very protective. That's what I'm saying. They were extremely protective. So certain places I would not go because they already know the dangers. But when I got older, mm. I've never been to that place. So I'm, I'm just a curious woman in general. So I've never been to that place. I want to know what's in yeah. that place, you know? So right. that's all I'm saying. Right, I understand that. I understand that. Tell me about the first year of motherhood for you. What was that like? Oh my gosh. <laughs> my I get that so much from so many women. My first year, it was hard. It was hard because um I would say I was a young well, I'm still young, but I didn't expect to get pregnant 
even though it wasn't like teenage. So apparently I was depressed about it. And then it was just a rough stage for me. But looking back, it's a growing stage. So just a growing stage. I like that. Everyone hashtag growing <laughs> stage being a <laughs> growing stage. Yep. You learn so much about yourself when you become a mom. And a dad. And a dad. <laughs> I can't speak for the dads. Nope. I'm not a dad. Nope. So I'm a dad of eight. I can. Okay. But, but uh, we have a lot of respect for moms around here because let's face it, moms do a lot. We sure do. Let me give you, let, let me give you one final thought. I want you to take a moment on this one. Okay. Go back 20 years from today. You, took, you jumped in your time machine and you found yourself 20 years from today. What advice do you give yourself? Stop procrastinating and just do it. What were you procrastinating so much about? Whether I was supposed to go study to become a teacher or I was supposed to just um, do a uh, hostess. I wanted to become a, a flight attendant. So I was battling with that. Okay. Okay. Not an everyday choice, mm, but yeah. interesting. Mm -hmm. So here's what I'd like to do. For all my listeners, get comfortable, sit back, and I'm going to give the floor to Ms. Kat. I'm going to give the floor to her, and I'm just going to let her tell you everything about her business and how we can reach her. Okay, so my business is about, it mostly focuses on women, as I mentioned before. Um, I help women break limiting beliefs and identify goals and improve self-love. You know, as a mom, we tend to think that we can't find time for ourselves, but I help you set up that whole routine to help you find that time and improve self-love because if you don't love yourself you can't love your kid or anybody else you know you have to take care of yourself first so that's what i do you could find me on instagram at it's kathy howell and also on facebook and yeah I, it's kathy howell you'll find me well, Ms. Kathy, we want to thank you so much for being a part of this episode, and we want to celebrate you. You're an entrepreneur, you're a single mom, you're raising a king. We appreciate that. We need more kings in this world that are doing the right thing, and I know that his mom has got him on a straight and narrow, so we thank you so appreciate much. that. And the way, we, the way we always sign off here is very simple. Kathy Howell, we here, I am a fan. Oh, don't worry, don't worry. I know you guys are wondering. Yes, Miss Kathy will be back. We don't have one-time guests around here. Our guests love to come back. So whenever she's promoting anything, please give us a holler and we'll be happy to put Thank it out there. Thank you so much. So as always, we're going to do our Get Up and Dance Positively Podcast Shakedown Breakdown with our song of the week.
So come on up, get out of that chair. It's only three minutes. You can handle three minutes. Let's shake it all off. Get ready for next week with a positive mind and a strong heart. We love you here at I Am A Fan. We'll see you next week.
Well, that's it for this week's I Am A Fan. Join us next Friday when we give more positivity, show more light, show more love, and celebrate those who never asked for but definitely deserve the celebration. I am AJ Rivera, and I thank you. And as always, remember, it doesn't matter who you are, but you are, and we all are, fans of somebody. See you next week.